dating, huh? We love the stuff, which is why this episode, we're diving into the ins and outs of how ADHD shows up in dating and relationships. From communication to forgetfulness to a strict adherence to tuppy instructions, we'll break down all the reasons why dating an ADHDer can be difficult, but worth it. We may not remember to pay the water bill every month, but who needs water when you have a quick wit and a bunch of half-completed tasks around the house to keep you wet? Come check out part one of what will surely be a never-ending series about ADHD and relationships, because we can never shut the fuck up about anything ever at all. And that's what you love about us. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them. That's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a feather do you have a warm-up question Hold for the music. We're going to start this episode with some music. This is a a warm-up commentary. Okay. Should we say our thing first just to get that done? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot that we were doing that now. Yeah, okay. let's just try. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD-adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Kristen. Welcome. And that was very professional of us. For and sure. Now we're all on the same page. Yep. We know what podcast this is. Yep. We know who we, are. we are. You're and, Grace. Yep. You're you're Kristen. Uh, that I am. And we're in it. Here we are. Uh, something I learned this week. Yeah. When you're talking about something being coated, like covered with. Yeah. It's coat. Yeah. With a T. Not Co- coated. Yeah. That was something I learned today oh. or, or this week. Oh. Just wanted to make everybody aware that it's coated, not coated. Oh. Yeah, like a coat, like a coat of paint. I just, I thought it was like a whole different word, like oh. code to like cover something a with code of- like a code of paint. But it makes so much more sense that it's a coat of paint because it. coats go over things. Coats do over I just, things. I thought it was like a double word, like coded, like mm. computer code. I gotcha. Or coded as in like this is coded. But it's not. It's coat. So egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. that the same? Uh, uh, it is the same. Okay. All I right. don't know if. Yeah. I mean, I guess that applies here. Yeah. Oh, also speaking of that. Fuck. Hold on. Where's my phone? Because Tori told me what word, what the name for that is when you mix up uh, an idiom. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's called a malaphore. The blending of idioms or cliches oh, is called a malaphor. <laughs> so when you combi- when you like mix up two idioms, oh, or okay, all right, that's uh, my everyday life. Yes, but I think egg on your face is correct in this situation. Yeah, I think that I I did a good two second pause before I said that. Yeah, you did a Just good job. Wanted to make sure. Yeah, um, if you thought that 
coded was spelled with a D and not a T, let us know at wordsofafeather at gmail.com. 32 years of living and I'm still learning. Well, that's one of those things <laughs> like, uh, what was the one? Oh, the inline skates. Oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. You just literally never thought about it and your brain just assumes that you yeah. know what it is. So it's like no reason to put more thought into this. For sure. So many people reached out to us and they were like, in line, in line skates. <laughs> the wheels in are in line. line. Yes. Yeah. It makes so it's yeah. It's been really validating for me because I'm like, thank you. I thought I was I, so you know dumb for that. I know there is one, at least one woe fan out there who also thought it was coded, not coated. Maybe because a lot of people didn't know the inline thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, one Reach that, out to us at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. What's your feeling on coded versus coded? Yeah. One that Ian and I came across is turtleneck, where we were at. It's It makes total sense. You're saying the word turtleneck. So you would assume, I guess, that the neck of this piece of clothing looks like a turtle's neck. But I just yeah. kind of just thought of it as like... Or you I'm, can like hide up into yeah. it like a turtle does. And then one time we were at an aquarium like years ago, and we saw this turtle. We were watching this turtle swimming along, and then he like pulls his head into his neck. And we were like, we both go, that looks like a turtleneck. <gasps> turtleneck. <laughs> like, we just hadn't really put that together. Turtleneck. Of, yeah. Oh, it's because oh, it looks man. like a turtle's neck. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Do you want to get into your little accomplishments? I really do. Okay. All right. Let's do that song. All right. Little accomplishments, but big in our hearts. So my little accomplishment that I've had this week is, I don't know if you guys use the app Marco Polo. It's an app where you can send like video messages to your friends or acquaintances or whoever you want to send a video message to, but you kind of send them like back and forth. So you'll get one and watch it and then you'll make your response, blah, blah, blah. And one of my best friends, Abby and I do a lot of Marco Polo. She lives out in Oregon. And so it's like kind of like the main way that we communicate and I'll get in a rhythm where I'll be really good at sending like one, maybe two of them. And then I will not get myself to be able to respond to them and then it'll be longer and longer. And then, you know, it's been a few weeks. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm just done being friends with Abby now because <laughs> I can't face the shame. But no, Abby's, I don't feel shame about doing that with Abby because she's very understanding and she also has trouble remembering to get back to me. And that's nice. But lately we've been doing a really good back and forth and I watch her videos and then I respond to it right away. Even if I feel like, oh, I'll do this later. I say, Grace, no you do it now. You won't do this later. And then it'll just go on and on and then you'll stop responding and then you won't ever respond. So just do it now. <laughs> and I have been, and it's been so much better and I really enjoy it. It's just like getting myself to sit down and do it. Right. So I really just have to do it right in the moment. So I remember what she just said in her video and then I get mine out there right away. So I'm proud of myself for keeping up with that friendship. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. I used to have a Marco Polo, but then I forgot the login and then my phone accidentally logged me out and I've been too lazy to get there's like no way to change that. the password yeah. or get a new login or just not go on Marco Polo. Yeah, you're just done with that app now. It's also, like, forever. who am I Marco Poloing? It was Christopher, but now we live together. Yeah. So I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, it was me and Gracie. Yeah, but it's like, I see you guys enough. Yeah, and we, <laughs> we text all the time anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what's your little clash? I, I mowed the lawn Whoa. for the first time in my life ever ever i've never wore you've never mowed a lawn i am not a big fan of manual labor i mean um, neither am i but i've mowed a lawn my parents would pay me to do it and no begrudgingly that was do marty's it. job all the time you never had to mow the lawn as a child no huh interesting never and i'm okay with it 
Does your dad like to mow lawns? I think it's I think it's peaceful for him. Ian loves it. He loves to mow the lawn. Yeah. I think Christopher does too, but I just we just it was like for me, I was like now or never. I was like, give me a quick rundown. Um he wasn't able to at the moment. So you figured it out. He I was educated and I was educated multiple times on how to not when I'm emptying the little bag, how not to get my fingers chopped off. That's a really helpful piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, I can show you one time, sometime. Show me how you stick your fingers in the bag and how you chop your fingers how off. I don't chop my fingers off. <laughs> all right, yeah, you can show me how responsible you are with yeah. the lawnmower. <laughs> I was pretty proud. I got all my fingers. Good all job. Ten. Yeah, you do. But yeah, I did it myself. There's there's a couple spaces that I kind of a little whoops a doodles whoops a doodles. But you know what? For the most part, it looks great. Nice. Yeah. You have a pretty square yard. It seems like there's it's not a very lot of square. rough terrain. Yeah. There, there's, it's a little uneven. There's a lot of different types of grass. There's like narrow grass and the big flat grass blades and oh, then yes. some clover mixed in. So it's that kind of different grasses grow at different consistencies, but. <laughs> yep. They don't, I know that. Um, <laughs> this has been weirds of a grass blade. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's really boring. It's a podcast about mowing lawns and all mowing related issues. Yep. Yep. Get, get ready. We talk about different Kentucky blue versus crab versus clover versus uh, all those other types of grass all that the other types we all of grasses know about. That we long grass, tall grass, short grass. Yellow grass, grass, green grass, green grass, blue grass. You said that oh, already. Yeah. Red grass, maybe. Oh, there's something wrong with your grass. And occasionally we talk about rock gardens. No, not on <laughs> grass talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was my little accomplishment. Ooh, I'm proud of myself. Good job. You're officially a father. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I do have new balances that I mow the lawn with. So they get that Woo-hoo. nice grass stain. Yeah, nice. uh, they're black, so no. Oh, damn. I know. I'll have to. I'll have to buy another pair. Yeah, you need a white pair. So then you have it's that like status when you go to Home shoes. Depot, or the dads look down like, oh, oh yeah, good, yeah, good, 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 good. Oh yeah, she's been in the grass. Yeah, <laughs> she can mow a lawn. <laughs> At least she's accomplished something in her life. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> All right. All right. right. This has been Grass Corner. Yep. Uh, if you have any grass-related questions, please reach out to us at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. Yeah, Kristen will answer all of them. She all knows. your grass inquiries, Yep, I'll answer. Yes. We'll be rushing to read your responses. Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> we do have like a legit topic today, a little learning topic. Get your learning caps on, everybody. Yep. Tighten them up, but not too tight. Not too tight. Make sure your brains can breathe. Be comfortable. Today we are talking about ADHD and relationships. Yes. Yes. Like um, intimate relationships, like not just a friend, more than a friend. Dating. Romantic relationships. Romantic. That was the word I was looking at. I was intimate. Intimate relationships. (laughs) Not intimate, romantic relationships. Yes. More than friends. Although, yeah, I mean, this could also apply to live in friends non-romantic non-romantic it could friendships. you know what it's mostly about, mostly about dating but you know there's lots of different types of relationships so this could really apply to all of it but it's mostly about yeah intimate yeah. intimacy but not really 
Grace, you've you've dated. <laughs> yes, believe it or not, I have dated. You, and it's, you won the game. You're married. It's a requirement nice. for marriage, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about winning the game because I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily the prize. You locked him down. <laughs> he locked me the down. Little ball and chain. Yep. I hate that expression. Um, oh yeah, wives are the worst. Worst. God, man, it's ruining our lives. Nag, nag, nag. Ugh. It's like, what's next? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I would say that, I don't know, I don't like to think that, you know, marriage is the end goal for everyone in life. If you want to have a marriage or a relationship, then I say go for it. But I don't think it's a requirement of like, in order to have a successful life, you must be married to someone and have kids and blah, blah, blah. Because this isn't the 1950s. Yes. And women are allowed to own land and credit cards. Now. They're allowed to vote. They can wear pants. And There's... that was your mistake, man. You shouldn't have let us out of the kitchen because yep. now we don't want to marry you. Yep. But work I, on yourselves. I actually did want to marry one, I guess, and I have. Did you read that article by Psychology Today about men and relationships? Uh, I don't think I did. I'm going to link it because it's fucking hilarious. Ooh. I sent it to the surgeon I work with. Um, basically, it's a it went viral on TikTok. It's an article by Psychology Today. We'll link it below. And basically, came out saying that single men in today's world are due to, basically no one wants to date or marry them and they're yeah. they're a growing population mm. because the number one thing is that they are unwilling to work on themselves and they're not like emotionally mature for a relationship and women are finally realizing that they don't have to be stuck in this relationship so they'd rather be single yeah or not in a relationship or divorced or whatever and so there's this like growing population of like angry single men that are probably going to remain angry and remain single yeah because they just want to blame it on women instead yep. of looking at themselves and isn't that a fun aspect of the patriarchy? Um, patriarchy hurts us all, yeah. including men. <laughs> including men. It's truly, yeah. though, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. Just work on yourself. Yes, it's okay, it's okay to work on yourselves. Women have, and that's why we're uh, so superior, honestly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty... F I shouldn't be laughing. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's kind of funny. Because it's a result of their own system. Yeah. Where they're upholding the patriarchy that also is punishing them. And yeah. not... I feel like... A big element of that, it's, yeah, it's not that we're making fun of them. It's that the patriarchy pushes men away from their own potential. You know, it, right. hold, it doesn't hold them responsible. It doesn't make them feel like they're capable of things, you know? It's kind of pathetic yeah. how a lot of boys and men just, like, don't know how to do basic things around the house, like right. do a load of laundry. Why isn't that super embarrassing? Load of laundry, chop an onion. You can run a company or, you know, get a marketing degree or whatever the right. fuck, but you don't know how to do a load of laundry. That should be embarrassing. Yeah. But because it's considered women's work, women's a lot work. of men think that they're above it. Yeah. It's like the most undervalued resource or um, work, I guess, is women's work. Yes. Women's work. Household duties are never appreciated. Anyway. Anyway. Fun, fun, fun. Well, relationships, we love them. So we, let's dive I on just, into this fun topic. Yeah, this is a fun topic, guys. We just love dating. We Lo love men. Love men. Love, the love whole, dating. The whole thing. I will say, as much as I don't think marriage should be like an end goal for everyone in life, I will say that if you are dating and wanting to date, marriage is a great end goal because then you don't have to date anymore right. and isn't that nice some people like dating they yes. like dating around and, and i, I can see adhders liking dating you know i you know i went i've i've dated a lot of people like but went you on didn't dates enjoy it no i hated every second about it it's not but like I you were see, having it fun. was nice to like meet new people but then usually once i met them i'm like ah yes 
yeah, it's it's too bad that the people that you're dating aren't more fun, the demographic yeah, that you, you were know, dating. Well, I had like a specific type I was going for, and then I realized that that was just not right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about relationships. Yeah. Let's talk about dating. Let's talk about maintaining a sustainable relationship and communication. Uh, and most importantly, let's talk about how ADHD plays into all of this. Yes. That's let's a good go. idea. So I read a bunch of articles and they all were like, this is a list of things that ADHDers do wrong. Or this is a list of what, why some people worded it nicer this is why you're struggling in your relationship. These five things are, and so I narrowed it down to like, some people had like lists of 20 things. Some people had lists of two things. I've got it down to four. Okay. And I think everything can be grouped into four things. And you made a good point that after you go through these four points about what we do struggle with, you also have a good list of what makes it great to date in ADHD yes. year because it often tends to be, these are all the things that you do wrong in a relationship and why it's hard to date someone who has ADHD. Right. I mean... It is hard to date us, but it's, yeah, I, I yeah, it's hard to date us. I'm, I'm, I'm not easy. No, I'm not I'm easy not either. A... But we're worth it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grace, she's worth it. <laughs> yep, that's me. Yeah. So here are my four things, and then we can dive deeper into each one. Okay. So I I narrowed. This is me kind of um, combining and. Um, smooshing. What's the correct term? I'm trying to smooshing I know what together. I know what word you're thinking of. It also starts with a C. Right? Uh, consolidating. Uh, consolidating. Thank nice. you. Consolidating uh, everything I read. The four things are. So the four things that we have trouble with in relationships. Yes, but okay. I think uh, we have trouble. But ADHDers, we as an ADHD people. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Number one, communication. Yes. Number two, forgetfulness. Yes. Number three, distractibility. Oh yes. Uh, number four, emotional dysregulation. Mm. Right. So w let's start. Let's start with the big C. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you should call it that. <laughs> yeah, and like the big it. C, as we all know, means communication. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> my biggest issue is the big C. Yes. <laughs> so communication. So a lot of times this this comes out as uh, listening to your partner and staying focused on your partner. So maybe they you've come home from work and they're trying to tell you about your their day. Maybe it's not the like most exciting day. You know, you still have to stay present. You don't I mean you don't have to, but you should if you want to be like a good partner. Yes, you know? I, I really work hard on that. I'll find myself just yeah. totally drifting off into space mm -hmm. mentally while Ian's telling me how his day is that I asked him about. Yeah. And I'll have to bring myself down and yep. be like just because you personally do not care that much yeah. about woodworking. Yes. He's telling you something that you asked about. It's important. And there's a thing called bids for attention in relationships where every time your partner expresses this attempt to have a connection with you and you shut it down or you ignore it because it seems like a little unimportant thing where they're like, oh, look at that cool bird. Even little things like that. Or like, yeah, wanting to tell you how their day is. Even if it's like, super boring. Yes. That bid for attention, I, I'll have to find the study about it, but they were talking about how that is really a big, big factor in the success of relationships is how often you respond to your partner's bids for your attention. Mm. And so I think that's a good one where even if you're bored, the act in itself of 
of responding to that bid for attention and showing right. them that maybe this isn't the most interesting thing to me. Right. But Not everybody I, can be interesting all the time. Yes. And you don't have to be super, super interested in everything all the yeah. time. That's not realistic. But, you know, trying as much as you can, like you said, to stay present, stay mm -hmm. in the moment, not just be thinking about the next thing you're going to say or what you have to do later on or whatever. Trying to really just be in that moment, I think, is really important. Right. Right. Yeah. I th I think that's really hard. I have a... I think I focus better when I'm doing a task. So, like, I like to put the dishes away while Christopher tells me how his day went but I think he sees it as I'm not paying attention to him mm. so something we're working on have you explained that no, to him of course not <laughs> so communication think, is my yeah. big c <laughs> that is your big c yeah I think that and then he'll be like are you listening and I'm like yes you said that your sister called yesterday yeah, I think that's part of it because I do the same thing. I like to be busy and doing something yeah. in order to like fully be listening. And it's like doodling in class yeah. where the teacher assumes you're not listening, but it's like I'm actually listening way better than if I were staring at the wall. Right. Because if I was just sitting there and just... Or even making eye contact oh, with man. you, I'm not listening. Yeah, there's no way. So yeah, I feel like the big thing about that though, because we do have a different way of listening and paying attention mm -hmm. is to communicate about right. what you're doing. Another thing is our, we have a lot of nonlinear thinking. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe our thought process. I Haley actually was talking about this on her episode or maybe just in private. But she's chatted about this where she has this thought process. Mm -hmm. But she'll she'll kind of like skip around and then she'll just say, you know, I don't like the look of that rock or something like that. And and it will come out of nowhere. But in her mind, it makes sense. And I think sometimes that's hard for other people to follow, whether they're neurodivergent or not. But especially if they're neurotypical. Uh, yeah, which, especially if they're, they're neurotypical, for sure, for sure, for which sure. Which Haley's husband is. And I do remember her talking about that on the episode yeah. where, where Ryan will be like, nope, back up, go yeah. back. How would you get How, to that? Yeah. Explain to me your process. Yes. Have you ever had a dream that someone close to you did something mean to you yes. and you've been mad at them for the entire day i had a dream last night that ian wanted to divorce me and move to minnesota fuck and, him and we would share we would share custody of north lucy. dakota uh, i was minnesota minnesota but we would share custody of lucy somehow even though ian's moving what, to minnesota fly her back every other weekend yeah i don't think so i'm keeping the dog <laughs> dumbass i hate that because yes. I woke up really sad. I was well, because like, oh. the dream is like so real. And how do you explain to your partner, hey, I had a dream that you were a dick. Yes. Um, and it's not their fault, but you no. also have this like weird emotion towards them where right. you're upset, but it doesn't I hate that. make sense why. I hate that. I used to have that with my ex-boyfriend all the time and I'd try to like not let it. I'm like, no, it was just a dream, but I'd be so rude to him. And he'd be like, what is your problem? And I'm like, I had a bad dream about you. And and that's your fault. <laughs> Ian will kind of do the thing uh, uh, kind of similar to that where because he we both struggle with communication. I would say he struggles a little. C. Yeah. He struggles a little more with like listening to what I'm actually mm -hmm. saying instead of jumping to what he thinks I'm saying. Right. So he'll make this big assumption about what I'm saying. And it's like, I'm genuinely not saying that at all. I wasn't hinting at that. You kind of just took that and ran with it. And then he's mad at what he thinks I said. But it's like, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> And it's really <laughs> so infuriating for me because I feel like I'm an over communicator. I over explain things. What? So then it's like, I'm doing so much work to explain this and you're not even listening to what I'm saying because you've already assumed you know what I'm saying. And then I just get so pissed at him because now he's mad about his assumption that he made up about what I'm saying. <sighs> Communication is tough. I, yeah, I, that sounds incredibly stressful. Yeah, it's very frustrating. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Forgetfulness. We all have it. This is no secret. 
but it does very much affect our personal lives and our relationships. Um, So follow through is a big one. If you forget, if you're like, I'm going to do the thing and then your partner, your, you know, situationship, whatever you want, they're relying on you to do the thing and then Mm. you forget about the thing someone's going to be upset with you. Yeah. And I feel like it can also look like either manipulation or like Mm -hmm. weaponizing competence if you don't, you know, if you don't look at the function behind this thing, because that behavior can also very easily happen with people who are manipulative or abusive where they'll say, you know, I'm going to do this thing and then they never do and they're not following through. Right. Whereas with ADHD, it's like a completely different reason for why you didn't do it, but it's still going to be really frustrating and upsetting. I mean, maybe you're just a dick and and you are doing the weaponized incompetence, which we can talk about another day. You can have ADHD and be a dick. Yeah. And many people do. Yep. Have both. Yep. Actually, there's a lot of articles about narcissistic personality disorder, but I got to look into that one because I think... I just have my suspicions. But anyway, continue. We're, we're continuing. So follow through is really important. Uh, if you say, you know, you got to honor your word, I guess. You know, if you yeah, said but you're how do you, But that's the thing with ADHD. We have all the intention right, to do it. Right. So it's not so like we're reminders even, on your phone, mm-hmm. you know. But that's such a tricky one because in the moment you are genuinely like, I'm going to do right. this. Like, I don't just say I'm going to do something just to like make Ian happy. Right. At the, in that moment, I genuinely am like, yes, I'm going to do this. Can't wait to do it. He'll be so happy that I'm doing this. And then that follow through action, I just do not have. Well, so I'm not saying it to manipulate him or just get him to like, shut up. <laughs> I say it because I truly have that intention. And I think going back to the big C, I think a little bit of communication when you do eventually, because it will happen, fuck up. Yeah. Just communicating that, that it's it's not that you were like had any like malicious intent of like, I'm going to say that and then I'm just not going to do it because fuck them. It was like a genuine, honest mistake. Although you still need to recognize that like, yeah, you fucked up and you got to figure out you know, if it's yeah. something big. So that's another thing with the forgetfulness. Sometimes we can forget to do chores mm. like, oh, I forgot to take the chicken out. And now we have to figure out what we have to do for dinner, forgetting dates like birthdays, anniversaries, any other big life events. Mm. And, or if your partner has specifically asked you to do a thing and you haven't done the thing because you forgot about the thing, that's kind of a bummer. Um, and then I think a big one is forgetting to pay bills. We all do this. Uh, yes. Um, and that sucks. Yep. That does suck. So, you know, if you're with someone, if you like, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to imagine it from the neurotypical perspective. Or if I was with someone who continued, they were in charge for the cable bill. And then our cable bill, I'm saying this because tonight I have to pay my cable bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I said I was going to pay it last night, but then I Ooh. forgot. Oh, call myself out on that yeah. one. So if or something important like a water bill, mm. you know, and now you have your water shut off or your electric shut off um, mm, or yeah, that ADHD tax and then yeah. you have to like pay to get it back up right. going. But yeah, you get a late fee or mm, something like yeah. that. Mortgage payment, rent, you know. Sent to collection. Right. So so that's now it's not just affecting you. It's affecting your partner. So that sucks. Yeah. I think that's one of those things where. Yes, I can totally see that it is really frustrating for you because I've been on both ends of that, you yeah. know, where I'm the one doing it and yeah. I'm the one where it's being done to me or to us as a family. Right. And I get, I try to control how angry I get about it because I could just as easily have done the same thing. But I think that's one of those things to work on, you know, controlling that 
initial reaction of being mad about it and really working on if they do have that intention if they really were genuinely planning to do it and it's not like a manipulation right thing, they really had every intention to do it and then they don't there's something going on there of why they're having trouble getting right. to it so kind of looking at it as more of a partnership of okay i can see that you're really having a hard time doing this every month can we set up automatic payment? Like, how can we work right, right. through this together as a yeah. team? If it's happening multiple times, then you need to figure, like, either someone else has to be responsible for bills yeah. or, you know, you got to set up reminders or something like that. Because I feel like in those moments where we do have the intention to do something, we take on this thing, like, let's say, pay, I say, I'm going to pay the water bill for us, for me and Ian. Right. And then I say, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be responsible for it. And then it slips my mind and I don't do it then I have that shame built up of like, fuck, you know, because we have so much complex trauma about our ADHD traits and things right. we've forgotten and people are mad at us. So then we don't want to go to our partner and say, listen, I fucked up. I forgot to pay this. How can we solve this together? So then I feel like you hide it even more and then the money right. thing becomes even more stressful right, and more right. of like your burden to carry. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the more understanding you can be when your partner has that slip up, the more understanding they can be when you do it. And then the more you can kind of look at it as teamwork. To like right. Or if like, like credit cards, like let's mm. say you have a credit card bill, you forget. Now you have a late fee. Now you have to pay even more. What if that happens a couple months in a row? Mm. Now you have all this debt and there's a lot of shame associated with that. And Absolutely. it sucks. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, someone posted in the Facebook group about the ADHD tax. Yeah. And so I think that'd be a good maybe bagel bite to do soon or oh, yeah. even a full episode of talking about the ADHD tax. Oh, yeah. Because it comes at us from oh, yeah. so many different angles and I have it's a pizza so secret shameful. About that. But I'll save it. Okay. But I thought that was a good topic to talk about. Yeah. So at some point, let's talk about uh, ADHD tax. Sure, sure, sure. This is a reminder for Grace and Christian to remember to talk about the ADHD tax. Yep. This reminder is going to be super helpful and we're going to remember because we said it out loud and we never forget what yep. we say out loud. <laughs> okay. Let's move on from forgetfulness. Yep. Uh, the next one is distractibility, which is something we all do. Yes. We are all distracted. And in this category, I'm also including like time management stuff mm. because I feel like they go hand in hand. Yes consolidation time management so chronic lateness that happens to all of us i am always late you are always late yes my my trick for that is date someone who doesn't get mad about it because getting mad about yeah. that is stupid or who and is gonna also, ruin your relationship yeah who like understands who are also yeah if you if you're dating someone and they're like super picky about time and like we have to be there early or we have to you know that's something you guys have to talk about I, at one point, dated this guy for a very brief time in college who he had this whole, uh, his approach to that is if he shows up to like take you on a date and you leave him waiting more than five minutes, he's just going to leave. I'm like, well, you're okay, a fucking then, asshole. Then leave. Because we're the ones having to like put <laughs> sounds on Sounds like my night's free. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Bye. And I did break up with him very shortly Who's after. Because I'm like, you're not for me. Who the fuck is Data? Exactly. He's no one. But yeah, his that was his attitude of I'm leaving you. And that is so disrespectful, rude, making it all about you and making this moral thing like I'm wasting your time. Like, bitch, I'm wasting my own time. It has nothing to do with right. you. And you're if you want me to like look nice on this date, you can wait for me to get fucking ready. Right. Or I'll show up like an absolute slob. And how will you like that? Although I left a date because I showed up. We had we planned a time. I showed up. 
And then I texted, I was like, Hey, I just arrived. It was in Boston. So you like have to take the T uh, and I planned it out. Cause I had had to take a T the train and then I had to get off the train and go on a bus. Mm. It was like a big commute. So I got ready. I got <laughs> myself together. I got there. I got on time mm. to the date. And then I texted him. I was like, Hey, just arrived. I'm going to like grab a seat and a drink. And he lived, we were in like downtown Boston. He was like out in Arlington and he was like, I guess I should call my Uber. What the fuck? And I'm like, you're not even in commute. It's going to be like 45 minutes at least for you to get here. Okay. And that's the difference. That's yeah. someone who's being late because they don't value your time or right. whatever. So I'm like, we, and he's like, yeah. And then like it just, and then it was a text. He's like, it's going to probably more like an hour. <laughs> And then so I just I was like, all right, I got one drink and I left. I was like, yeah, we can reschedule another time, buddy. Well, yeah, leaving you waiting is a whole different story. And I wish he just texted me like, hey, I can't tonight. Instead of like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, it was like clearly like the delayed response. Yeah, like he didn't care. Right. He was like definitely like waiting to like figure out how to get out of the state. Just say you don't want to go on. It's such a process. It was an hour commute on public transit. If I were you. Whereas with ADHD, our time management is very much, I want to be on time. I want to be there. I don't like being late because then everyone's mad at me and then I'm really stressed, but I'm trying my hardest. Whereas that guy sounds like he was not trying at all and didn't give a shit. Uh, Dating in Boston. uh, Can we do a whole bagel bite on dating in Boston and terrible dates I've been on in Boston? Yeah, you've got quite a few of them. Yeah, I racked up a bunch. Yes, you did. Stay tuned for a bagel bite about that one day yes yeah we should do a bagel bite about oh, that. oh man boston men are terrible yeah they're garbage but i i guarantee not one of them listens to this podcast so no, i can say that they're listening to like finance podcasts yeah Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. okay so distractibility so time management chronic lateness late to dates uh late to important life events mm. uh late to parties stuff like that it it yeah, you got to figure it out. So if you're dating with someone whose time management is very important to them, you have to recognize that that's important. So you have to figure out how are you going to, if you're dating someone who is also late with you, then you guys can like work together as a team to be not as late as usual. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good approach. But and- if, yeah, but if you're dating someone whose time is time management is, is an important factor, you can't just be like, well, I'm uh, chronically late. You but know? also on the on the other side of that, if you are someone who really cares about time and yeah. you're going to date someone who has ADHD right. and inherently cannot feel time in their body, like it's an aspect of their disability. Yeah. If you really care about time, it's not fair to date that person and then be mad at them every single right. time they're late. Right. You need to do something to help think, them. Yeah. Either help them Work or together yeah, on it. once again, or don't date them. Go back to the big C, communicate yes. your needs. Yes. That's one of those things just like with- Communicate. The, yeah. Just like with the other stuff where- you know, you have two options. You can either get mad at this person for always being late or you can work together as a team and mm-hmm. figure out a way to help them. You know, given that you're dating someone who wants to be on time and sees how important it is to you, but they just can't seem to get it together. You know, that's right. completely different than dating someone who just like knows that this matters to you and they're just super disrespectful right. about it. You know, with ADHD, we have all the intention in the world. We are not doing it maliciously. And so just once again, figuring out like the intention behind that, I feel like is really important. You know, for, so last year for my birthday, Christopher threw me a surprise party at your house. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No one's ever thrown me a surprise party. I never want a surprise party. Don't ever throw me a surprise party. That wasn't, 
that wasn't a bad one because it was just like a very small group of us. Yeah, it was great. But like a full on party, like you get home from work, especially, and there's like a secret party at your house. Right. Literally my nightmare. To be honest about that surprise party, it took me a good full 30 minutes because because he told me we were going bowling. Yeah. I thought we were getting a. I thought everybody's going to meet there. Mm. And then and then I realized halfway through the party, like. So the surprise was really just like, we're not going. We're bowling. not going bowling. <laughs> um, surprise. <laughs> Which I'm totally okay with. I was just like, it took me so much longer than it needed to. But he, so (laughs) going back to time management, he told me that we were supposed to be there a good two hours before we actually needed to be there. And guess who showed up on time knowing that I thought, thinking that I had to be there two hours before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was, he, he told me that later. He's like, listen. I was like, man, we are so late. We're going to miss our bowling slot. <laughs> he's like, um, I'll call them and like made up a phone call in the car. And he's like, they can fit us in later, but let's keep going. Wow. Dedication. <laughs> oh, man. He. Yeah. But you're also pretty oblivious. I the most obli- the easiest person to throw a surprise you party. You really for. are. Yeah. Just I was so confused the whole time. I'm like, there's no way they just moved our spot on a Saturday. <laughs> it's prime bowling time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess things are really working in my favor today. Yeah, it yeah. must be my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. What other kinds of distractibility? Okay, so chores. I think chores is a big one. I think mm. a lot of couples, at least from what I've heard about, get in fights about household duties, chores, laundry, cooking, cleaning, things like that. Yep. So I think with time management and distractibility in particular – we have a hard time figuring out how long a certain task is going to take us. Or how long it's been since that task was right. done. Right. Exactly. How long has it been since you mopped your floors on my, or like washed your bed sheets mm. or something like that, you know? And then also, how long does it take a certain task to do? Like I always, first of all, no one folds clothes more slow than me. I am the slowest. Yes folder put away and this is it just I drag it out for so long there's a very specific story that lives in my brain that I always thought you were lying about but I know you weren't you made so much fun of me but I know what you're gonna talk about go ahead it was a snow day and Max and I wanted to go sledding yep and we invited you to come sledding with us in the cemetery and you said I can't I have to do my laundry I have to oh you said I can't I have to fold my clothes we're like okay but then then we could go sledding or you could do that after the sledding but no i gotta it, block my it, whole it was day gonna off. take four hours in your mind which if not in your mind it probably did take it you probably four did hours. yeah but max and i were so confused like what? so you can't go sledding all day because you have to fold no you clothes? were going immediately and i said can you give me an hour and you guys were like no, no i think you wanted multiple hours or you said i can't because i have to fold my clothes i gotta fold Teresa was laying down the hammer that day as if it was like a full day activity to it fold is a clothes. full day activity. but now i recognize it is a full day it's activity. a full day so I'm sorry for it's, uh, I've, I've got harassing a, you about that. I have like, I'm trying to initiate another system now, but. What about a no-fold system? <sighs> That's what Casey Davis uses, struggle care. I, uh, uh, no. Why? Because then it's like, everything's bunched up. It's not right. I don't know. Okay. I Not for me. For things that don't wrinkle though. Do you have clothes that don't wrinkle? Maybe. Right now. All my f- clothes are shoved in trash bags in the closet from the move, which was 
over a month ago. Yep. Just want to make that clear. Um, and ours are just in a big pile on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So. If they're not in a big pile on the floor there. I have like about, you know, four different outfits that I wear to work because I work four days a week yep. and they're all like athleisure because I just immediately changed into scrubs. And then if I need a different outfit, like if I'm going out into public and want to look appropriate, I have to rifle through these trash bags. Okay. Well, this is what Casey Davis has. She has a, a family laundry room because she also has kids, but they all have their own, like just laundry boxes in there, laundry mm -hmm. bins. And then after you wash the clothes, you just put the clothes in each person's bin. Yeah. And then it's kind of the same thing as having your trash bags, only it's much more organized. And then at least it's like kind of tucked away in these bins. And then if you want, if you have clothes that you want to hang up or fold, you can. Well, you still have to like separate them out into like, so they can fit in the drawers. Well, no, you just have like a big, like she just has big tubs instead of having like so a dresser. So like your underwear is mixed in with your pants. Yeah. And your, how do you find anything? You just dig through or oh, you can no. separate it more if you want to, but you don't gotta, have to. I it, at least have to separate it it's more. It's like pulling clothes out of the laundry basket, you know? Okay. I got to separate it more because then it, I, no, there's no way. Anyway. Anyway. We got distracted. But what Christopher sometimes does and myself included is hyper-focus on one specific task. Yeah. Like take the whole day to clean the bathroom because you're like scrubbing the grout or something yes. like that Um, when you just need a quick wipe down. Yep. The other thing is we've kind of talked about this. If you give a moose a muffin effect yes. or if you give a mouse a cookie effect. Yeah, I didn't realize uh -huh. that if you give a moose a muffin was a main specific. It's main specific. Book. Yeah, no, the the original book is if you give a mouse a cookie, and then someone was like, "I can make the main version." The of main this. version. And slash the Malcolm in the Middle reference. We talked about this. I forgot what episode, but I'll I'll link a. It was my alternative. It was an alternative segment of ADHD characters we love, oh. and mine was Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Right, She's and, so and there's an episode where he has to change a light bulb, and then but he goes like into the closet to get a light bulb and shoot i forget what happens i can't remember exactly what happens but the, at the end he ends yeah. up like under his car like fixing right. something under his car and lois says i thought you were changing a light bulb and he says like, can you see so, I am? <laughs> right he's like goes to get the light bulb there's something missing in the closet so he goes to get the thing that's missing in the closet well there's something under the sink that's wrong so then he has to go get a sink so he has to go down to the stairs to get a wrench but there's something in the basement and and then he realizes he's out of like something that he needs in the basement. So he goes to use his car, but then there's a flat tire. So then he has to like jack his car and do all the things. And that's when she comes in and she's like, I thought you were going to change the light bulb. That is like such a, like a core memory of things. So, so many times I've done that. Yep. And, and I think if you live with someone who does not have that, if you give a moose a muffin trait, that can be really frustrating. Because you're like, because what will happen is like, I'm like, okay, today I'm going to, today I'm going to fold my laundry. It's an all day activity. Sometimes I, I'm like, but first let me make some coffee, but I'm at a coffee mug. So mm -hmm. now I got to go do the dishes, but all my plants are in the sink. So I got to do, put away all my plants. But then I realized some of my plants are in water, but then I realized it's, oh, it's fertilizing day. So now I have to go find the fertilizer, which is in the garage. So then I go in the garage and then I start cleaning the garage because I can't find anything. I get frustrated clothes are not put away <laughs> yeah it's like we need to follow our interests and right. also i think there's that element of like opposition where if i'm told to do this thing even right. if it's by myself right. that i'm told to do this thing i'll i'll do a chore it just won't be the chore you told me to do yeah. grace yeah and then i'll leave evidence of all the chores that i've done throughout the halfway yep. done chores i've yep. done all the way across the house yeah yeah 
That's the only way to get stuff done, I feel like. Right. Another thing kind of along those lines that I've found that Ian and I run into, or maybe this is just me and I'm having this internal struggle with myself and he doesn't even know about it, Mm. but I'll go through a phase where I'm very good about cleaning the kitchen, cleaning up the sink, emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. But I'll be good about it for like a week Yeah, where I'll just go through this phase. And then when I'm in that phase, I get so pissed if he's not also doing it, if he's not emptying the dishwasher. Oh my God, wait, I do the the same thing. But then the week later... I'll be off the wagon. I won't be good about cleaning it. And right. then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But once I'm in that mode of hyper-focusing on Everybody it, Everybody else you, has to be on the train too. you have to be doing it too. Right. Until I'm not anymore. And then whatever, let me off the hook. I do. I have been very much better about doing my nightly duties. Mm, good which job. is like putting away the dishes and stuff. Because I, I like to go to bed with all the things done. And then in the morning, everything gets dirty again. I like it. I've been better about it. Mm. But- also, there's some nights where I cook and Christopher says, oh, he'll do the dishes. And then I'm like, I have to go to bed and the dishes aren't done. And so then I like brood and I think about these dishes that aren't done. And I'm like, is he going to do them? Is he going to forget? Is he going to fall asleep on the couch? Sometimes it happens. Yep. And then wake up at four in the morning and realize he needs to go back to bed. And I think when it comes to, especially when you have a neurodivergent partner, I think that's one of those things where there are things that we really, really care exactly how it's done, when it's done. And if we are going to have that like emotional reaction to this expectation, we either need to just like suck it up and always do it ourselves if it really matters to us, or we have to give very, very explicit instructions for how you, you know, want this thing to be done, you know, within reason. Dishes. Yeah. But if it's like- Certain things can't go in the dishwasher. Yeah. And that's what really bothers me is when someone puts a fucking pot in the dishwasher. What are you crazy? You don't put a pot. You don't put pots in the dishwasher. They get marks on them. Also, it's so easy to clean a pot. Sometimes it's not. If you leave something sitting in it. Well, you let it soak for a day, but then it should all, it's, it's smooth. It's not like a, like a spoon or something that's like difficult to clean. I always put pots in the dishwasher. Pots, pots, they take up so much space. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't feel like washing it. So much easier to clean a pot by hand than to put it in the dishwasher. Well, now you're just talking crazy. Putting something in a dishwasher is very No, because you have to make space for it. So if you have a bunch of dishes and then you just put a pot in there, that's like half your dishwasher space. So then you either have to wash half the dishes or clean one pot. All right. We need to move on to the next category. We can't keep I, We're taking a poll. Do you put pots in the dishwasher? I would say I do it about 25% of the time and the rest I hand wash. I do I it occasionally if I don't have a big load of dishes yeah. or if Christopher's doing the dishes. Because he always puts pots in the dish. And then there's a bunch of dishes we have to do by hand. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I saw something that says that you use way less water to just run the dishwasher, even if it's half full. For sure. you do hand washing. Yes. So I'd like to hand wash the least amount of dishes. So yeah. if I have to choose between four plates or one pot, mm. I'm going to choose the one pot. That's a good point. All right. I agree with you on that one. Thank you. But sometimes it's just like, I don't feel like cleaning this mac and cheese out of this pot that has baked in there. And so I'm do just, you pre-wash your dishes? I pre-soak them. I do a little. Yeah, I will wash them a little okay. bit. All right, moving All on. All right. Emotional dysregulation, which I'm I am. emotionally dysregulated. I am so dysregulated. <laughs> <laughs> the last category is emotional dysregulation. And we all have some sort of, we all have feels. We all have feelings. We yes. all get sensitive sometimes. Some ADHDers have a thing called rejection sensitive dysphoria. We've talked about it before, but yep. if you're new, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a hypersensitivity to criticism or something like that. Well, although I have heard it uh, recently, people have been talking about, which makes so much sense, that when we say rejection-sensitive dysphoria, 
it's as if that's on us, as if we're having right. this inappropriate reaction to it, when in fact, it's complex PTSD oh. of our nervous systems. Because it's not out of nowhere. We're not like, oh, I'm scared this person will reject me based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's based right. on very, very explicit examples that we've been taught and shown of you will be rejected right. socially or whatever in the situation. And then our nervous, because that's a trauma to us, especially as young kids, mm -hmm. that is a complex PTSD thing happening to your brain. And so then your nervous system has this really, really big response to having that rejection like brought up again in a new context, even, you know, 20, 30 years later. That's right. how trauma works. Actually, there's a lot of studies going on that are or have been published about ADHD traits and how PTSD and trauma can cause people to present as if they were ADHD. Yes. Leading almost to the fact that like now you just treat it as ADHD because they have the same traits and they need the same type of medication. And well, I don't think they need the same medication not, because it's a different thing. Right. It's a different like chemical process happening. But it, yeah, it's damaged the same area. It's damaging. I your guess that's what I cortex. meant. It's, a, it's yeah, your prefront. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. So I misspoke. That's I didn't okay. read all the articles. So the traits can present very similarly, but right. there are a few differences like a you're not if you and also obviously most of us with ADHD also have trauma. So that makes it difficult fun, to, fun. Is to suss out, is right. this just ADHD, just trauma, or is it it's both? It's all fucking great. Yes. But when you just have trauma without the ADHD, there are a few things that you're not going to present with. And one of them is the nonlinear thinking. Oh. So you're still going to have that kind of linear thought pattern. And I think there's less impulsivity with trauma. We'll have to, we're going to do a whole episode on this. Yeah. Uh, I was going to save it. those articles for a later date yes. uh, for our abuse episode. But yes, um, that funnel. That, that's going to be super fun. So excited to just um, chat about abuse. Chatting. Yeah. Rejection sensitive dysphoria, this kind of hypersensitive compared to um, as seen through a neurotypical eyes yeah, is what I would that's say. That's the way to put it. Uh, to criticism. So that could like present as. When I tell Christopher, hey, you have to put the, this also comes down to a communication thing. I go, hey, when you do the dishes, you need to put our like special glass tuppies have the plastic lids, but the plastic lids, the lock and lock lids, they have to go on the top shelf because mm -hmm. the bottom shelf gets too hot. And I think, I think what I said was these go on the top shelf only. These are top shelf. But what I meant to say was if you put them on the bo bottom shelf, they're going to warp and they're not going to fit anymore. We're mm. not going to be able to use them. So it's very important that it's not just because I like them on the top shelf. It's because it's it's necessary for their function mm. to be on the top shelf. It was written in the instructions, which I read. Wow. You read Tupperware instructions? You know, I don't even read my computer's instructions. Yeah, I didn't read my computer instructions. <laughs> but the Tupperware, Tup you're on I it. I just tuppies. wanted to make sure I was using it. <laughs> Protect those tuppies. Yeah. So, so he was a little like, because... I think one, I think I come out very harsh yes. sometimes. And when I say these need to be on the top shelf only, I'm trying to say is because is it's important uh, because I want them to last a while. But I think he took it as it, you're wrong. Yeah, you and did this thing wrong. You did this thing wrong. And that, that was on me for, that was a miscommunication on my part. But then once I explained mm. to him, I was like, I'm not trying to nag you on how you're doing everything wrong. Because he, he, he also put a pot in the dishwasher. Which oh, is, my God. I, Christopher, a, you know you're not supposed to put pots in the dishwasher. We all know it. We all know this. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> I believe that you're right. I just, I'm making fun of myself here. Anyway, 
So I, I pointed out two different things and it was uh. it was very much like almost not an attack, but I, I was like, I want to tell you about these things now while we're here. And then I think I took a moment and then I was like, explained it. Mm. And he was like, oh, OK, well, now this makes sense. I just need the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I think it. the reasoning behind it. Also, for our neurodivergent brains, we need to know why we're doing this thing. Otherwise, right. it's like, well, then I'm not going to do it. Why right. do I care about this? Right. But right. I could also see that triggering some a little bit of a trauma yeah, around. Yeah. That's you know, my because that, lots of us had families that in one way or another shamed us or scolded us for doing this thing wrong. And it's right. like, I don't you just told you me to the dishwasher yeah. and you now I tell me wrong. how. Yeah, but I've done it wrong and don't do it like that. But I'm not right. gonna show you how. So I could totally see that like triggering that in him. But also I can see how that rejection sensitive dysphoria can make communication and relationships difficult you know of how do you kind of bring this thing up without triggering right right and i think i went about it like oh you you these are top shelf only because you don't have that emotion tied to it probably you know because it's always been done like this yeah you just do it that's you just do it because that's how you do it that's how it's been done but there's a reason behind it anyway hey oh hey guys what's up it's me grace here on my own jumping in to say that i gotta cut it off here because good god can we talk right am i right god always jumping in telling stories we're just the best aren't we (laughs) but for real the episode we recorded was two hours long we changed everything so we would talk less and uh, we've just filled the space. We ADHDers tend to fill the uh, space of any anything we're given, you know, time. Uh, I don't know. That's my only example. But yeah, it, we talked way too much and now this episode is too long and so I got to cut it off here. Next, uh, no, next week we have a special episode for our one year anniversary coming up. On October 27th, well, technically it's October 28th is the anniversary, but the episode will come out on October 27th, and we're kind of just doing a year in review podcast episode to look back at this past year of doing this podcast. So after that, we will be back with part two of this episode where we go more into the positives of dating an ADHD year, I promise. We talk about the positives. I wish I didn't have to cut it off here. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm looking out for number one, looking out for me. So, but I'm also thinking about you guys. And that's why I wanted to get this episode out to you. But yeah, just got to chop it here. But you'll get, you'll get more of it next time. Anyways, I'm just babbling. I got to, I got to get going. What am I doing? All right. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. You guys know the thing. We don't have to do this every single time. Kristen really drags it out, doesn't she? Ugh, what a drag she is sometimes. Just kidding, Kristen. You're the best. I love you. But yeah, email email us, feather at gmail.com, Facebook group, whatever. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars, please. Five stars. Write us a nice review. And all right, that's it. I'm going to squawk you guys out. Talk to you next week. Bye. I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, that was just going on and on. All right. No, I'll do more of a chicken. We really got to work on this. Anyways, all right, bye.